Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to the Voices of the Modern Heathens. This show is going to be about the heathens' relationship with the gods, and how I, and let's emphasis on the word I, believe they interact with us, and how we are closer to them than many believe. We fly in solo, so no guest. This will just be a one-on-one with me, so you can see how I practice on my modern path in the ways that I believe. I will be discussing the different obstacles I face and how I rose above them. So, let's get this thing started. Hello listeners, and thanks for staying tuned. So I am flying solo for the time being, and what this will do is allow me to open up to you and show you why I'm so passionate about the heathen path. Like I said, today we will be discussing the gods and the heathen path. I will touch on the following of the gods, or at least how I understood it, and how it has changed. I know there's a lot of confusing information out there, and some people and groups claim to know more, but a lot of the time they're just pushing their own beliefs onto you. So... Oh, so is that what you're doing right now? No. So what I will be doing is a little different. I'll be discussing how I believe. And I want you to take it at face value. It is only my opinion. Maybe you'll like what you hear. Maybe you don't. Maybe I'll open up something inside you that has been trapped. Or maybe I will just add to the confusion. Anyhow, this is how it's happening. And this is going to happen. I will be discussing 10 points of my beliefs and then I will be doing my Viking rant which I really like but today it's more of a rave Uh, today I'll be talking about the TV series the almighty Johnsons from New Zealand and like always if you want to support the show we have opened up an online store with Teespring called the Ravens Market all proceeds go to grow our channel so bear with me And we will be right back after a quick shout out to our hosting service. Right on. We are back and ready to jump right into this and how I believe the gods interact with us and how we should embrace the energy they have created for us. This is going to be fun. Uh, A bit more raw than other episodes. Some people will not like the answers and some people will believe differently, but that is the point of our heathen paths. They're unique to each of us, and they don't need to match. We are free to believe how we see fit. Again, this is why we have folk tradition, family tradition, and we are encouraged to worship the way we want, as long as we do it in a way that honors our ancestors, our families, and the gods. We should not have to push how we do things on others. That is... That is a dishonor to our way. Rather, we should offer how we do things to others and learn what they do to grow our own traditions. And that is the way to honor one another and grow as a following. We are not restricted as religion is. So, again, with that little rant, let's get the show started. So, I have definitely fallen into a rabbit hole with the Dead Sea Scrolls. 
I talked about that last time with the, uh, the origins of the Christian faith. The Dead Sea Scrolls were written way back. And they talk about all these different gods and the creator god, El, which could be Kronos or Bor or the Egyptian god that created everything. Now, that's not the important part, but what the important part of the Dead Sea Scrolls is, is it does talk about these 70 different gods that were spread out around the world to literally take care of us, to, to create more in the world than was there. Now, the Dead Sea Scrolls are just one resource we have. Being that it is just a resource doesn't mean we should follow it blindly. Everything we read nowadays has been translated by somebody. It has been changed. It has been altered to fix a narrative. Everything out there. Everything out there was rewritten with an agenda. Whether that was to, I don't know, uh change the way our gods sound kind of like the Norris creation story the only place you find the name Villian V is in Snorri's translation nowhere else has Villian V it has Lodar and Hona who like you've heard in my past uh, episode who are also loosely translated names for Loki and Hemdal so if you put Loki, Hemdal, and Odin in as the European, northern European deities who created life there, it goes, also plays into, like, the Greeks with Poseidon, Hades, and Zeus, right? Three major gods that have something to do with water, the sky, and the chieftain. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself, and I'm getting off track. So... Yeah, I, I've, I've dove hard into the Dead Sea Scrolls, and I'm liking it, but again, like I tell, like I just said, I also know that it was written by people on the Christian path, and they retranslated them to their agenda. Fine. You pick and choose what you need. You find the information, get rid of the filler. There were 70 nations in the world, or the world was broken up into 70 different areas. And these gods were spread amongst them, and they had their families, and they created life in their own creation stories. Which, to me, makes sense. Because with multiple gods and multiple creations, it allows the world to grow and prosper, because you go to the science side of it with biology a whole lot of inbreeding doesn't usually lead to a good gene pool but having multiple gods creating life in multiple different areas allowing us to interact and breed and <laughs> now i'm going on this rant um sorry all right let's stick to the gods and how they are close to us that we know um Let's just look at the creation story, just the Norse creation story, right? 
actually, let's take a step back and look, look at the pie theory or the proto-Indo-European deities, pathions, and how people believe that yet there are multiple gods, multiple different gods in areas. There's still certain gods that are trans transfer between the different groups, the different pathions. And I, I do agree with that. And it makes more sense now after diving into Dead Sea Scrolls that maybe, just maybe, these gods, maybe they didn't cross over, but were related. They were brothers or sisters or cousins, you know, and that's why they had such similar powers. And they had similar uh, attributes and traits and characteristics because think of like you and your brother, or even you and your, that your close cousin. People get you mixed up all the time because you guys are so similar, but different. So if we keep that in mind, and I am getting, I, I do have a point. I am getting to it. Um, we keep that in mind when we think about the gods. And you got to remember back in the day, our ancestors didn't call them gods. They weren't gods like we think of gods. That's part of the Christian baggage. Even their beginning religion didn't call them gods. They were sons of El. And they took El's name and turned it to the word God. Right? They took it from a, a person with a name into a thing. Okay? So, and then with that translation, now in the, the Bible and in the Dead Sea Scrolls, now it's rather than the sons and daughters of El, it's the sons and daughters of God. Right? And then, okay, now all of a sudden they're all gods. But what if we take out that word God? Now they all have names. Now they all have attributes and characteristics. You know, they're not all perfect and all mighty. They are mighty and they do have power. And they do have energy that's beyond what we can imagine. But they are still flawed. Like us. Okay. So... Like I was saying, we, we, we do have to break this, this routine of being a slave to other people's, um, other people's stories, other people's translations. We get so bent out of shape with whether we're doing it right because we read it in a book and a book tells me how I have to feel and a book tells me what I have to believe, even though in my heart... It doesn't say that, even though in my heart, it it's telling me something's different. <sighs> like, did our ancestors sit there and worry they weren't living their life the right way, or the way that somebody was eventually going to write it down and and make it a topic that people were going to argue about in the future? No. They just lived to survive, and they worshipped the way they wanted. Again, this goes back to the last episode with the family traditions, you know, the folk traditions, the community traditions, stuff like that. They didn't care. They didn't put so much emphasis on stories that were written down to get them completely right. They focused on morals. They focused on being 
a good person, honoring their gods, honoring the ancestors, right? It was more important to do that than it was to follow a book of rules and argue about it. They didn't go to war with people because their their freaking traditions were different than our traditions. They went to war for either land grab, money, raiding for the so that they had resources. Only nowadays are we willing to spit on somebody because of the way they believe. Because their book is different. And it doesn't make any sense. But again, I'm going off on the the wrong direction on that one. Like so we go back to the creation story. And again, this this is getting me more to my point. Odin blew life, the breath of life into them. Lodar's gifts were that of the looks and the la, meaning a la's and it refers to the blood and the fire within us, the passion. And Hodor, Hodor, Hornor gave us speech, hearing, and sight. Why is this important? Well, let me tell you. Now we're getting to my point. Like our children, they are our creations. And they have our abilities and our traits. You ever had somebody say, man, I can tell that your kid, he acts just like you. He's as stubborn as you. He's as brave as you. He does this like you. He, I mean, you watch your children grow and you see them do things. And you're like, wow, how, how do they know how to do that? They've never been taught that. How do they know? How do they know how to be that person? Well, it's something that's been passed down through us, through our DNA, through the way we were raised, and right down to our molecular structure, right down to our energy, was passed down to that child. So that child can grow up to be like you. Now. (laughs) Sometimes they don't have the traits we want them to have. Now, with that in mind... The Dead Sea Scroll and the Dead Sea Scrolls knowledge, the different gods that were spread around the world created people in their image with their energy. Which means, like our children, their traits and characteristics were passed down to us. Deep inside each of us is the power to become more. And what I'm getting at there is have you ever had that feeling that something just comes so natural to you that it's beyond your ability like maybe you have these premonitions where you can see through somebody else's eyes you can see where they are and you can tell where they are you have just that they call it that sixth sense but we've been taught through our Christian baggage to ignore that that it's wrong that it's witchcraft that it's evil that it's the devil Let's drop all that right now. Christian conversion never happened. So these things, these energies inside us, these characteristics that the gods gave us because they created us, they created us with their power, their characteristics, their traits. Odin gave us life breath. He gave us a part of him. So if you think of Lodar as Loki... 
he gave us that spark, that chaos, that, that fire, that passion. And Hamdal, if you believe he is Hodar, he gave us thought, sight, and hearing. Hamdal was able to see and hear things across the nine realms. That is an amazing trait for somebody to have. Now going back to us and those things that we, we block out, we think are wrong, deja vus. How do we not know that that's not one of the gifts that Odin gave us? This, the foresight, the being able to see or be somewhere before you're actually there. And rather than us embracing it and learning about it and meditating on it and training for it, we hide it as almost like we're afraid that somebody will call us crazy. But we're not crazy. You're not crazy. It is a trait that's within you. It, it is something that is, is growing inside you. But if you keep repressing it and you don't harness it, you don't understand that you have the power to be one of them. Like we hear the stories of old about how, you know, the warrior or that strong elder is now up, up in Valhalla or one of the other halls of the dead sipping mead with the gods because he they believe he made it to that level he harnessed that energy inside him that the gods would invite them or him to their hall or her to their hall they, they don't just do that for a mere nobody they did that for somebody that was able to find that energy inside and unleash it the berserkers they were able to harness that power, I believe, of Thor, that the characteristic of Thor, Tyr, the other warrior gods, or even Odin. And they were able to bring it out and have that warrior frenzy. They were able to harness that power to the point where they were not invincible, but they were strong. They didn't need armor. They were, they were somebody else. When someone tells me they have a God that walks with them, in my heart, I see it so differently. I see someone who has found the same energy inside them or the trait that that God they worship has. Now, I'm not saying that the energy of that God or goddess doesn't mentor you. And what I mean by that energy, like that God, like I believe they are, they are greater than the manifestation of of a human they are they are above that they are an energy they are a, a a deity that is beyond what we can imagine a higher plane um i'm not saying that they don't mention you i believe they do this is why you need to focus and look deep inside and find that hidden power within you because if you think they're walking with you, they're walking with you for a reason. It's because you've started to unleash something inside and you need to grab hold of it. You need to focus on it. You need to train for it. It's like anything else. It's like being a warrior or a baseball player or a football player or a European football player. When you have that skill, and it comes naturally to you, you still train, you still fight for it, you still grow it, and you become better. The gods won't waste their time 
with you and walk with you if you don't have what it takes. And what I'm trying to say is we all have what it takes. We have exactly what they need. We have exactly what they want within us because they gave it to us. And the reason we forgot is because once we amalgamated to one religion and got rid of all the other gods, we changed them to angels, we changed them to demons, we changed them to saints, whatever you want to call them. And we got told that we were inferior and that we were bad and we were sinful and we need to apologize and we need to repent. I still think there are good and bad. Don't, don't get me wrong. There is good people and there are bad people. But we're not all born out of sin. We are not. We were, we were created by the gods to be better than what we have. You need to stop worrying about what a book says or what people on Facebook say, and you need to dig deep. You need to look inside. You need to find that energy that you were given. And not all of us have the same one. And you need to grab it, mentor it, allow that God to walk with you and to mentor you, and eventually it will leave, he or she will leave you, and you will have that power, and you will be able to use it. You will be able to grow from it. Our gods don't grant wishes. They don't perform miracles, but they do guide us. Now, what if that meant that our ancestors, that once you, from our ancestors, you know, once you unlock your greater potential, they start mentoring you to a higher vibration. All of the old texts talk about the gods walking among men, the gods picking certain men and women to do things. Maybe it's because they weren't afraid to tap into that, that power and use it. The freaking Norris with river boats, which still baffles some scientists, sailed the world. They sailed the open ocean. They used... They were able to map the stars without telescopes. They could do things that we can barely do now in our normal day-to-day lives as a people with less technology. They were world-renowned for this. They have an entire age named after them. They knew more than what the Christian scholars have allowed us to know. And I think the best part is, we don't need them. I mean the scholars. It is in us. It is in all of us. And like I was saying, think of us as like their children. So you know that the greatest feat you can have is when you mentor your child. When you raise your kid and he becomes, or he surpasses you, he becomes greater than you. You see him rise to heights that you never even dreamed of and you know that you did well. That you successfully were an adult. (laughs) Think of that as the gods with us. 
with the energy they gave us. They want to mentor us to that higher vibration. They want to give us that energy within. They want us to find that fire and that passion and become greater. They want stories sung about us because that shows that they did a good job. They know they are as flawed and as prideful as we are. So if we can give them the bragging rights, they will. Do I think I walk with a God? Yes. I feel that passion to do stuff like this podcast, public speaking. I do counseling and mentoring because I believe that Braggy, the energy that he was given, the poetry of the gods flows within my blood. And I focused on it and I am training it and I love who I am becoming once I realize that I had this gift. I don't use it for bad, I use it for good, and I use it to help others because it, it's what I was supposed to do. So like I said, we need to allow the gods to mentor us. We need to find, look deep inside, find that passion, that fire that's in you, that, that trait of the divine, and let it grow, mold it, you know, force it to the top. The gods created us. The gods are not people. They are an energy. They are a vibration. They are something greater than we can even imagine. They can manifest themselves to look like us. They can manifest themselves to look like an animal because they are at a higher energy level than we are. So they can mentor you without being physically in front of you you'll feel it you will know it and that is what was lost when the christians came in and they needed to control such a powerful people how do you control somebody who has the power of a god you make them forget you make them feel ashamed for having it you make them feel embarrassed for even thinking it and you punish those who don't. So I'm telling you right now, forget everything you've read. Lore doesn't matter. Always looking back doesn't take you forward. Understanding the traits of the gods? Research it. But don't think it's the only thing. Trust your heart. Trust what you feel inside. And allow yourself to express yourself that way. And allow the energy and the power of the gods just to flow through you and be the best that you can be and i i'm telling you you will find it you'll find what it is maybe it's the same as me maybe you'll have the energy of the gift of the gap the silver-tongued god you know maybe and maybe you know what you'll come partner up with me for my podcast who knows but just remember it is within all of us to be, to get to that higher vibration, to sit in the God's halls and sit and read with one of them. All right, you guys, uh, we're going to start my Viking rant, which actually is a Viking rave right now. Just give me a sec.
All right, everybody. So it's a Viking rave today. The Almighty Johnsons, written by James Griffin and Rachel Lang. This show, it does go kind of hand in hand on what I'm talking about. So for you that don't know it, I'll just give you the quick synapse. The four Johnson brothers, Mike, Anders, Ty, and Axel, have inherited the powers of the Norse gods. Because the gods lived eons ago, however, time has diluted their power. The unique ability that each brother possesses isn't very strong, and they still have the same desires and faults that mortals do. Their lives include sibling rivalry, trying to get girls, hanging out, but they also want to be stronger. And they want to embark on a quest to fulfill the ancient prophecy of gaining full strength to their abilities. I like this show because it kind of not completely goes in how I believe um, the gods interact with us. That they are a an essence, an energy that, that's stronger. And anyone that knows science, energy can neither be destroyed nor created. So because they are here, I think like I know that they're still here. And this show kind of plays on that. It, it it is it is way different than any other Norris God Viking show that I've seen, and I I do enjoy it. Now the gods that they use are, of course, Odin. They have Bragi, and okay, well, here's a disclaimer here. The character. <laughs> Uh, Anders Johnson, who, who is braggy, um, no, that, that, that's not how I see braggy in, in me, <laughs> um, but they also have Hod, uh, the god of cold, they have Balder, they have Freya, they have Nord, they have Frigg, they have Idun, they have... Sonorta, Sonata. They have Saffron, which I think they should have used the goddess Ear here, because in the show Saffron, who's a love goddess, a minor love goddess, don't tell her that, uh, she works as in, in a hospital. I think the goddess Ear would have been better, but that's just me. They have Fulla, which is one of Frigg's uh, handmaidens. They have Lofen. Saga, Heal, Loki, Thor, Honir, Hamdall, and many other minor characters along the way of uh, dwarves and giants and stuff like that, or the Jotun as they should be. Anyways, this show, I think it's on Prime, Amazon Prime. I'm probably download it to or buy it. It was an excellent show. The ending, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Not my favorite, but they needed to end the show. I, I get it. It was being canceled. They had to end it. They chose the way to do it. Um, I like it. It, it, is, it is a neat concept that really anybody out there could be one of the gods, right? And, and that's kind of what I think they're getting at. 
some of the most unlikely of characters could be, you know, Odin. Could be Loki. Right? So, take it for what it is. Um, I like, like I said, I liked it. I think that most people would like it, but keep an open mind. There are some parts where you're like cringing, you're like, oh, that's not how I, I read it. But again, going back to the original, into the podcast, we need to distance ourselves from stuff that has been translated. To steal one of the lines of the show from the character, from Olaf, who is Balder, some stories are just stories. They are written to entertain. Only the gods know the truth. And, and that is the truth. And if it's in us, you know what the truth is. So anyways, it's the end of this rave. I did enjoy it. New Zealand, you guys gave up a gem, but it, whatever. Excellent show. Check it out. All right, guys, get ready for the ending. I hope all of you who are listening are staying healthy and positive. But if you're feeling stuck and you you really just don't think you're on the right path or you feel like things are getting too hard, please reach out to me. Like I said, I love I love to listen and I have some some training in this field. The voice of the modern heathens is growing. And again, I am doing everything in my power to keep it moving forward. So if you are enjoying the show, please review us on whatever streaming site that you're listening. And if you have a second, please check out our blog website. The link is below. Uh, also, if you want to support it, please do. Uh, check out our store. Donate. Help me with research. Send me more questions or ideas for how to bring our path to the modern world. Be a guest or simply share the podcast. Our email link to our store is in the description. And remember, a simple share is worth more than you know. It helps us. It helps me keep this raven soaring. And that sound there is another episode safely stored in the vault. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and maybe change how you looked at how the gods walk and mentor us on our paths. We all started from the same spot as the children of the gods. And now I believe it's time for us all to rise to the heights of legends. So thank you, Ravens. It's always a pleasure. And remember... Where the wolf's ears are, the wolf's teeth are near. Stay with us as we travel further down the path of the raven. A new episode coming soon. And it's going to be how to conduct an at-home ritual. So now, let's raise a horn to Braggy, my guide on this path. And Odin, the Allfather, may he walk with you and yours. Hail the gods of old. Hail our ancestors, and hail to you, my listeners. Skull!